I absolutely would say keep this discussion out of the bedroom. Your bed is for two purposes, uh, either sleeping or making love. So you don't want to have this kind of a discussion while you're in bed. This week, we're setting relationship goals, and Dr. Karen Sherman is going to tell you how. Stay tuned. After 25 years working with private clients, Dr. Karen Sherman realized that with all the stress that couples face, many just can't get to a professional for the help they need. For many, it's just too costly, which is why Karen has created a new membership site for committed couples. Each month, she'll tackle a specific topic, publish new teaching videos, and the best part? Hold a monthly call where you can ask her your questions directly. All of this and much more is available for just $9.99 per month. Pretty amazing. Visit MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com for more details. That's MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist, has a new program out right now that you have to check out. It's called MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com. Uh, we will give more information about that at the end of the episode. Uh, but you can go there now, uh, get started for free, and even have a chance to talk directly uh, to Karen um, for free. So... I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, so bookmark it. MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com. Um, but now that we are uh, past Valentine's Day, Karen, and the uh, crazy other holidays are in our rearview mirror, uh, the kids are back in school. Summer vacation is months away. Um, and by the way, the NFL season is also over. So <laughs> – <laughs> uh, you told me that because I had no idea. <laughs> well, yes. Not only is the NFL season over, that also means that my fantasy roster has been put to rest for a few more months. Uh, so uh, it seems like now would be the perfect time to tackle some of those relationship goals that a couple may have, or at least sit down and, and formulate a game plan with this added time that they have on their plate. Mm -hmm. um, so with that in mind, I'd like to just kind of go through a few things to help couples um, take – the most advantage they can out of this spare time that they have on their calendar. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm sure there's some people out there just like, I don't have a spare minute. What are you talking about? Uh, but if there were to be a time in the calendar year that you have a spare moment, I'm guessing this is probably around that time. Yeah. Given, given the things you said, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and we, as we know, it's important to prioritize your marriage. So if you're telling me that you don't have time to do it, then you're already on the wrong track. So <laughs> with that being said, and I've guilted you into sitting down with your spouse this week, um, I know we're both uh, believers in regular check-ins, so let's let's start there. What are some things that should be discussed uh, when we're doing one of these regular check-ins with our spouse? Well, you know, 
what I really always like to start with is the positive. So you just say, you know, what what have we been doing that you like? You know, what what feels good to you? And each of you take a turn at that because, um, again, starting out with the positive makes you feel good, uh, lets you know, okay, what I've been doing has been noticed, um, and I know that I should keep doing that. Um, and then I don't like saying, okay, what's wrong? I think that a better way to phrase that is what could we use improvement on? Now, that might be just enough, but I think, you know, for the purposes of this podcast, you can start to say, okay, you know, we have a little bit more time today or a little bit more time, you know, in this evening or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe we should take a look, a little bit closer look at... Um, our finances, or maybe we should take another closer look at, um, you know, how we've been spending our time together. In other words, focus on an area where we need to really give a little bit more attention because we've both been so busy with the holidays or, you know, with, um, you know, work things or whatever. You know, let, let's focus on something and pick a topic that you want to give attention to. So do you think it would be most productive if they just at, – at least at the first sit down, just kind of figure out like the one thing that they want to work on after they've kind of checked in and talked about the things that, that, that they're enjoying? Yeah. As a matter of fact, what you could do in that first discussion is say, okay, what areas of our life do you feel need attention, need a little bit extra special attention? Um, you know, if nothing else, what that does is it helps the couple to be mindful, to pay attention to the areas of their life that needs attention. Um, you know, as we often say, Steve, life gets in the way. And so we go from day to day, week to week, month to month, and things slip away from us. So just by initially saying, okay, what are the things that perhaps have gotten by the wayside and we need to pay more close attention to? Is it that we need to be spending more time? Is it that we need to get more on the same page about how we handle the kids? Um, do we need to look more closely at our budget? Um, is our sex life getting a little bit boring? Um, you know, whatever it is. So the first discussion could be nothing more than let's discuss what needs to be discussed. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to uh, step back really quick here and talk about the environment that to be set for this type of conversation, because mm -hmm. I can I, I think that is important, too, because I don't you know, you don't want it to be OK. Uh, we're going to sit down here and it's, it's kind of stiff and uncomfortable and awkward. I mean, this doesn't have to be an awkward conversation. It can oh, be a God. casual, um, I know for me and my wife, one of the things that we love to do, uh, is on the weekend, um, we'll get up uh, a little bit later and then we will head over to our favorite little diner, uh, and sit down over some breakfast and have these types of conversations. Yes. I love that. I love that. I think it should absolutely be casual, relaxed, um, you know, for some people having coffee, for some people having a glass of wine. I wouldn't suggest that you've had, you know, two, three glasses of wine, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, in a relaxed way, I absolutely would say, keep this discussion out of the bedroom. Yeah. Okay. 
your bed is for two purposes, uh, either sleeping or making love. So you don't want to have this kind of a discussion while you're in bed. Uh, but yes, an absolutely relaxed conversation. This is not confrontational. This is supposed to be one where you're um, really working together as a team. Yeah. I like to think of it, you know, I always bring in my, my sports background. Uh, I always like to think of it as this is the goal setting time uh, when the season's about to start and you want to know what you need to do to get that championship ring type deal. I love it. I love that analogy. Um, okay, so when we have this extra time on our hands, um, what are some of the – because when we're talking specifically about marriage or long-term committed relationships, uh, there are the short-term things like, you know what, I really think we need to go out more or I would like to see my family more or whatever the case may be. Um, but then there are also the big items like retirement planning and things of that nature. What are What are some of the big items that – a couple at this point should start looking at or thinking about? Well, you know, there's an oxymoron there because you said at this point and then you said long range goals. Um, but interestingly, some of that's going to vary depending on where in your um, stage in life you sure. are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so obviously a couple who is in their 30s um, isn't thinking about retirement as much as a couple who perhaps is in their 50s. That being said, um, I am a believer that there still should be some planning, even if you're in your 30s. That doesn't mean you're going to have the same conversation, but there still should be some planning. Now, I'll, I'll just tell you um, a, a funny little story. We have good friends who uh, years ago when I was in graduate school, um, as part of my retirement, um, uh, as part of my um, assignment, I had to interview couples, and one of the questions was, you know, where do you see yourself five years from now? And I asked some friends, and they both looked at each other like in shock that that <laughs> question had never occurred to them. But it's important to look a little bit ahead of yourselves and have some at least general ideas of where you see yourself in five years from now. Because really thinking about the future really helps to determine how you live day to day. Yeah. So even a couple in their 30s should have some general ideas about retirement. Um, so retirement. I, I, I'm sorry. I would like to interject really quick. I actually think it's probably more important for couples in their 30s to look mm -hmm. at retirement and their health and well-being and things of that nature because it's in your 30s when you have opportunity to 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 shape those things when when you're at retirement age uh now you're looking at a lot fewer options available to you you're absolutely right but you see unfortunately i think the mindset of people who are in their 30s is they're still building their career they're still raising their families and they don't think like that. And that's why I think we're saying it in different ways. Yeah. But we're both agreeing that even in your 30s, there should be some thought given to your, you know, planning for your retirement financially. Is, uh, yeah. Is that the way to do it? Say, where do you where do we see ourselves in five years? Where do we see ourselves in 10 and 20? Uh, is that the I mean, rather than tackling um Let's talk about retirement. You say, what? where would you like to be in 10 years? And then that would, I guess, shape the retirement talk or the living situation talk or whatever else that may be? Well, 
Yes and no. I'm sorry for being so No. That's why it's a conversation. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the way I see it. I think that you're absolutely right that when you're in your thirties, you have the ability to have opportunities that at fifty or sixty financially it may be a little too late. That being said, at fifty or sixty you're gonna have a conversation about retirement about what would you like to be doing in your retirement? What kind of activities? Where do you want to live? I don't know that a 30-year-old or a 35-year-old can really even imagine the idea of possibly living in a smaller house or having a second house um, or, um, you know, what part of the country do you want to live in? And is the snow really going to bother you so much so that you can't even imagine living in the Northeast? Um, so it's different kinds of questions. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's going to have to differ according to where in life you are. Um, so, you know, I do think in general, the question of, you know, what are your short-term dreams, five years, 10 years, what are your long-term dreams? Now that doesn't mean obviously that they're going to be set in stone, but it can give you a sense of, again, where, where you want to be, what your goals are, which can then uh, give you some guidelines for your plans. See, because uh, I, I, think, I, think I, I think we're on the same page here because I think the conversation as a 30-year-old would be when I retire, I want to be able to travel the world. Mm-hmm. When you get to retirement age, it's where do you want to go? Right, right, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Um, You know, one of the things in my life is that for my husband, he always thought that, well, when he retired, he would, I live in New York. Mm -hmm. He uh, wanted to go to Florida. And what I was very clear about is that, not that I am judging anybody else, but for me, living a Floridian lifestyle was absolutely not what I wanted. And so we had to have that discussion probably about 15, 20 years ago um, because we really had to come to terms with that between us and have that discussion. Um, so, yeah, you know, that that was something that we did talk about a while ago and we had to sort of hash it out as to um, how we were going to, um, re- you know, resolve that between yeah. us. See, I think that's really important because I have a friend who um, I know one of his retirement plans uh, is to move to like Costa Rica and mm-hmm. just live like a beachy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and if his spouse wasn't on board with that, right? Uh, you know, that that's a conversation that needs to be had. I mean, I know that they have. Um, but I mean, like you were saying, and, and at least then once you've had – when it's out in the open, you can then begin to formulate, okay, how can we compromise on this? That's correct. Um, he's – like I'm assuming the Floridian lifestyle is uh, sunshine and relaxing. So maybe that's in the winter months you you take a, a summery type vacation someplace where it's not quite as cold or snowed in, you know, things of that nature. Right, right. Okay, so so – Okay, here's another very big um, area that I think people need to start discussing, empty nest. Uh, Uh, Preparing for empty nest has to really be done several years 
before it actually occurs. Um, and it includes preparing your children. And I don't mean where you say to them, oh, you know, we're going to be empty nesters. It means getting your children independent because you cannot be empty nesters if your children are not independent. Hmm. Uh, if you don't get them ready to really take care of themselves, then you don't ever have that independence. And there's um, a lot of literature about um, really being able to, number one, keep your relationship vital before you get to that point. So when that the children leave, you don't feel like strangers. Yeah. And that when the children do leave, you can really manage that stage gracefully in an excited way um, and see it as a new chapter in your life um, that affords you lots of opportunities. But it requires preparation. I think that's uh, – I like that you pointed out that you're not just preparing your kids to be independent, but you have to prepare uh, your own relationship for that shift that's about to happen mm -hmm. uh, because once they achieve their independence, that means you and your spouse have to cut that cord as well. Um, and as you know, the, the divorce statistics, it's you know the first couple of years or whatever, there's the spike in divorce rate. Um, and then it's the empty nesters that have the, the next big spike uh, because it's when they be, they realize that they are strangers because they've been, you know, doing all this stuff with the kids for the last 18 right. plus years. And all of a sudden they're like, who are you? Or a lot of couples have decided at year 10 that they're going to be over with. Uh, and then they're like, well, we'll stick it out for the kids. And then the kids leave and then poof. Right. Then they execute the, uh, the, the big D. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's, a, that. so, um, with, uh, this added free time, um, how else would you say they should optimize this down, quote unquote, downtime that they have? I love the concept of relaxing and finding things that either they mutually enjoy or a willingness to try their mates, um, you know, activities, um, at least try it, uh, so that you, you know, can share that or find a new uh, activity that you try together. Uh, novelty is really, really important in a relationship. So if you do something together new, that takes care of the novelty and one or two things happens. Either you have found a new activity that, you know, stunk and, and let's try something else. But I think it's really important to, um, you know, share some time together in a relaxed state and, and have fun. Uh, you know, that's it. That's what being in a relationship is about having those shared activities. Yeah. So that now is really that time, uh, when the couples can explore new fun things to do together. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, and then just kind of wrapping things up here a little, uh, a bit here, Karen. Uh, so what are, what's something that a couple should think about when they are doing the, going through this process of strategizing their future? Well, I, again, I think that it's a time to reassess your values, what's important to each of you, what's important to the two of you as a couple, and um, to set some goals, and then to, again, be checking back with each other um, about how are you doing, and to keep yourself on track. Know that probably um, you're going to 
sort of fall off the wagon, that you're not going to likely keep on top of it. But as long as you just sort of, um, you know, keep to a basic plan, then you're way ahead of the game as opposed to just like, okay, we're going to do this great. Okay. And then you just both sort of forget about it. Yeah. Uh, so as long as you set up a basic plan and pretty much keep to it, then I think that you're really on the right track. I think that's a very important point to highlight. Um, the, the having the plan because you're right. It's, I, I get it. Life gets in the way. People get busy. Um, it, I mean, everybody comes up with their New Year's resolutions, but we know how few of them actually execute them. Right. Um, but if you don't have that New Year's resolution, like how are you ever going to exercise more or kick the the chocolate habit or whatever it is that you're trying to do? Um, and the same thing here, at least if you have those guiding principles put down, you've had the conversation, um, you're not going to find yourself in a couple of years wondering I never knew these things because mm-hmm. you've, you've, you've at least discussed them. And so you're, you have that, that bumper to kind of like push you into the right direction. Um, and when you have some free time, you don't wonder what to do with it because you guys have already talked about it. So, um, I think that's a great point. Um, so I, I think that should do it for us, Karen, unless you had something else to add. No, I think we're good. Okay, okay. So if uh, if anybody out there has any tips or tricks or um, you do these check-ins or you do this goal setting um, and you have something that has worked for you or you, you, you came across something uh, that really troubled you, uh, let us know uh, so we can share that with others um, and, and help smooth things out so, you know, as a community, uh, we can all benefit from that experience and knowledge. Um, but for now, that'll do it for us. Uh, thank you so much, Karen. It's always insightful, and it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, Steve. Always a pleasure to speak with you as well. Um, as I mentioned at the top, uh, Karen has just launched a new... Um, uh, what do you call this? Like a program, Karen? Well, it's, member- it's a membership site. Okay, a membership site. So it's makeyourmarriageworknow.com, and she squeezes 25-plus uh, years of experience uh, into this program. Um, and as I mentioned at the top, it's free. She's offering it free right now. Um, and then after that uh, trial period, uh, then it's just $9.99 a month. Is that right? Yeah, that's $9. Yes, $9. So you tell me where you can get that kind of like therapeutic insight for $9.99 per month. Um, So check that out. Uh, There's a great video that uh, explains it all. You can get uh, more information at her other website, drkarensherman.com. She is the author of uh, several books. Uh, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life is one of those. She's also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, Karen is on all the social networks, um, uh, Google+, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can find all that information there. Uh, we have links to this stuff on our website, hitchedmag.com. Um, please feel free to dig through the archives. Uh, speaking of which, the archives, I, I should mention this. We had, um, we're doing some maintenance on our podcast section. So some of our archives are, have been taken down for the time being. Uh, but we're working to um, build up a new system uh, that will be better uh, for you and for us. Uh, so bear with us. If there is an episode that you want to hear that you 
click the link and it doesn't work, first, I apologize. Second, shoot us an email because we have the file. It's it's ready to go, uh, but we had to take it down for uh, some technical reasons. I, I don't want to get into the jargon. But anyways, uh, so just please bear with us on that, but uh, check it out. Uh, you can go and find the stuff on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. Uh, if you like what you hear, leave a comment or give us a rating. Uh, that's always appreciated. And um, that's going to do it for us. Until next time. Thank you so much, Karen, one last time. Thank you, Steve. All right. Take care, everybody. 